Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Coming to you from the recycle. No, that's not right. Not even close. Coming to you from Phil's living room in Cleveland. Oh, well, no, that's not even right. That's either. not even close. Either. Yeah, yeah. In the great suburban sprawl of Avon Lake, Ohio. <laughs> yes, Avon Lake, Ohio. Hey, everyone. Shores of beautiful Lake Erie, the greatest location in the nation. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Eliza, and this is the AMA Vintage Days podcast. Well, part one. There are so many stories to tell. I'll be telling more stories, but I wanted to share a show that we all recorded together. Uh, here in the room with me, our humble narrator, Phil, Phil Waters. Phil Waters. Also, Haley Bell, survivor of AMA Vintage Days 2022. <laughs> And Moin Khan. What up? <laughs> all in the same room. All these legends together. You guys, um, legendary, legendary show. And of course, first thing I have to do is once again, thank you, Phil, for bringing me into this magic shit show. I'm very proud to be your pusher man. <laughs> <laughs> the first dose is free, by the way. <laughs> so we recorded all of us together. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Moto. Nokomoto. And me, motorcycle and mis- motorcycles and misfit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, motorcycles and, and, and misfit. misfit. Right. Uh, we did a live show in front of an audience. Great attendance. It was, yeah. It was pretty... You know, it's always surprising to me that that show, which is overrun with shit to go look at, that people show up to listen to us do this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And... Uh, it went well. I think it was it a good topic. Well. It was it was great. It was the most horrible topic ever. <laughs> I've gone on and on. I've waxed eternal about like the worst thing in the world is a top five list. The worst thing in the world is a top three list. And Liza brought us a top ten list. <laughs> which was a top twenty list that then we had to knock down to a top ten list. It really is like thirty eight. But uh oh my God. So we will get to that. That was that was fun. But hey, we we got there. And a big thanks to all the guys from Cleveland Moto and Nokomoto for making that happen. Um, but since I have everyone in the room here, I wanted to quickly just get a couple stories from their own perspective. Haley, mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, fun events that you participated in, and I'm 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 announcing that you did win win the burnout contest. How was that experience? <laughs> shenanigans to the max yeah it was uh it was epic i felt like uh, mick jagger um in his prime i was <laughs> dressed as evil knievel with a unicorn bicycle helmet on and a grin wider than my actual face so yeah <laughs> it was epic in all measures <laughs> yeah it, it was pretty fun and uh huge huge crowd yeah yeah, yeah. in and, fact a danger like that group of people that shows up at the Luvin Moto Corner, that that group. There are so many people in such a small space to be crowded around a screeching, ripping, grinding motorcycle yeah. that the whole event is designed to kill a motorcycle. Yeah. And parts are flying off, wood chips are flying off on fire, and people are just like, This is great. Let's breathe in more like Slovenian-made tires. We created our own hot box right. with people yeah. rather than walls. It's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. It's the new AMA, AMA VMD COVID strain. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which has the exact same symptoms it as does. COVID. Yeah. I woke up this morning sore, fatigued with a sore throat. 
took a test, negative, <laughs> but positive for VMD. <laughs> the the burnout contest was quite, to be honest, was quite in- intimidating for me. <laughs> there were just too many people surrounding one motorcycle, and the way Haley rocked that thing, <laughs> she better win this thing. It's okay if you go home. It's all right. When when somebody just goes out there and puts on the show of the day, it's actually like, you know what? I enjoyed that show. I'll go home now. Yeah. So speaking of rocking the day, Moin Khan, you got entered in a motocross race today. And big thanks to uh, our, our listener, John, John, who brought out a bike for you. I want to describe it. Absolutely. I don't know how I will ever be able to uh, top this or give back to John. Uh, I don't think I will be able to. I need a couple of uh, lifetimes for that. Uh, John is an avid listener of uh, Motorcycles and Mid- Misfits podcast. And when Liza said Moin is coming from Pakistan to Vintage Days and it'll be amazing if he could get a bike, John not only rebuilt the bike, he rebuilt the engine, I think. Mm-hmm. He also got Pakistan flags decals printed pasted all over the bike with my name on it and a different agenda on both sides of the 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 swing arm um i for me the race was amazing but just what john did for me nothing can ever top that so thank you john i love you i will see you again soon (laughs) john is a legend john is a legend really is and that whole thing came together so well it was we were we were scavenging a bike for you, and John was like, "I got this, I've got this." But what he pulled off the whole bike, the bike was lettered, the bike was stickered like any pro team bike, except it was a different agenda, Pakistan, and it had your name on the side, your name on the headlight cover. When I tell people this was a professional grade decal mm-hmm. job on this bike, it was it really was it it, it stood it. First of all, going out there, it had to be intimidating. But you had an arrow in your quiver that was a reliable fucking motorcycle, and it oh. ran great. Mine's never ridden two strokes before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> CR two fifty two stroke. How was that, Moin? Yeah, you guys were saying you got some good air uh, uh, on some of the jumps. That wasn't me. That was <laughs> that was the bike. I wasn't doing that. So not only have we sent him out on a two stroke for the first time, we sent him out on the booking bronco of yes, the two strokes did. for the first time. Everybody does respect the CR two fifty as yeah. being one of those bikes that you're like, oh, yeah. just don't step up to the counter unless you're ready to play the yeah. game on that yeah. bike and. That and you handled it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, what people who will watch the video will know is that within about four seconds of the start of the race, there was a four or six person collision in turn one, and it was a mess. And a guy broke his leg in that collision where you and and Moyne definitely got through it. It was terrifying, and then you managing to find the spot where the bikes and the bodies weren't. Because there was only four inches where there were no bikes or no bodies. And you found that four-inch gap. And you got right through it. And I was like, well, he's not in last place. (laughs) Yes. uh, Sorry to the guy who broke his leg. But thanks to you, I wasn't last. (laughs) Well, there was another big highlight. The unofficial racing that uh, you both uh, partook in many times. In fact, uh, another big thanks to Phil for selling a a little Benelli 135, which I believe came with maybe five or eight miles on it. Um, 
I believe Merritt, what's the name of the tire that comes on that thing? Is it's like it's it's a uh, cordial. The tire that comes on that bike from the factory, the TNT 135, is actually the brand name of the tire is cordial. <laughs> that's that's getting pretty low on the food chain. Yeah. So we upgraded it <laughs> and we put some big block kendas on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Boy, did it, we need them. Well, <laughs> we ended we rode it around all weekend. It now has a hundred miles on right. it. I think about 79 were done on the, the barrel, barrel racing. racing. For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. So, uh, Moin, explain the barrel racing. And, uh, I will never be able to uh, do justice to barrel racing <laughs> by, by just explaining. Uh, and even a video can't do no. justice. You have to be there to understand. It's a feeling. But <laughs> but it's it's really... Two barrels, maybe like, uh, I don't know, 100 feet apart. I argue that the barrels are the least important part of the thing. (laughs) The saying barrel racing is giving far too much credit to the barrels. Because you could have taken the barrels away at any moment. But I think because of the the barrels being there and on top of that, no rules whatsoever. Golf cart, a Harley-Davidson, a BMW 1250. A jet ski. A jet ski with (laughs) wheels on it. A scooter. Uh, the unicorn girls yeah. uh, on a small Sierra 50. Nobody can, could keep up yeah. with them. Nope. Uh, Sm- small children. Changed, battle racing has changed my life forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I came swear. out a girl. I came here a girl, and I I left a woman after the battle racing. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know I was so so proud. I was like, oh my god, these uh, big blocks put onto this Benelli. They're gonna rip around on it. What was your favorite bike to use in the barrel racing? Oh, definitely the SSR. Not the Minelli that I bought the for, for the purpose. We've been trying to tell you guys this for almost two years. <laughs> Those SSR 125s are weapons. They are they are the most wickedly overpowered little tiny bike. They will do whatever you ask them to do. They will never complain about it. And they're they're just they've got so much get up. For a little bike. And they, do you know what? They're so forgiven as well. Like the yeah. amount of times on that bow racing that I was slideways yes. with that thing and it just auto-corrected. There was only one time that it tried to throw me over the handlebars and that was entirely my fault. And I apologised to it when we got through the rut. But <laughs> it, it, it was so capable. It's a remarkable little bike. And However, I do have a complaint. Yeah, okay. My ass. Well, yeah, we've identified that problem. <laughs> so it turns out with the Benelli's, you have to ride them in a... In the a, SSR. In a, the SS, yeah, yeah. Somewhere there. with the SSR, you have to ride in a nuts forward riding position. So you have to be creeping up on the gas tank at the all times. Mm-hmm. Because if you do what we all want to do, which is to ease our butts back, mm-hmm. you realize that there is a wafer thin piece of foam yep. between the frame, the rear frame and your taint. Yep. And it smooshes, I mean, it hits you with extreme violence. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you won't be you won't be walking right for a couple of no. days. No. I made the mistake of uh, roaming around the swap meet on the SSR. Yeah. After ten minutes, yeah. my ass was hurting. I, I came back, death. took the Benelli, and then I was riding the Benelli for like uh, over an hour, <laughs> and I was I was very comfortable. The Benelli went to AMA Vintage Days weighing two hundred and forty nine pounds. We checked. It came back weighing two hundred and ninety six pounds. It is full of AMA Vintage Days. <laughs> If Benelli wanted to have a testimonial video about that bike, it should have been the barrel racing and everything that went on. Because every time you'd go out on the SSR, 
Moin would go chase you on the Benelli. <laughs> and the SSR getting through the washboards and getting through the rhythm and getting through the, the berm shot, the SSR is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of what I meant to do. The Benelli, on the other hand, is like, this is exactly not what I was meant to do. And there was not one single Honda Gram out there. Nope. No. It was no. just the Benelli and a guy in a Harley Sportster. Yeah. About a 1982 Harley Sportster. That we encouraged to do a yeah. second lap. Yes. Politely, <laughs> gently, and softly encouraged by saying, get out there! That dude, One more lap! He was a legend. He was a legend. Yeah. That dude went out and he just killed it. He, he yeah. rode that Sportster 200 laps with the straight pipes and no suspension, a proper, like, really bad 80s bike. And he just wouldn't give up. And he was he was killing it. He was doing great. And then the unicorn, unicorn girls showed up and just, oh, yeah. he had to go home. Yeah. So, and there was also one crazy lady on a GS1250 uh, on the uh, barrel racing. How exactly did she get there, you two? Uh, we got lost. We took a wrong turn, didn't we, Moyne? I think I think we took a wrong turn. She was coming from somewhere in New York. <laughs> and we she called us when she was at the gate. Uh, Liza was on her bike. Haley and I uh, were on one bike. And uh, when we were coming back, it's a rule that Haley and I made that we cannot just cross the barrel racing circuit and go to our tent. We have to do a couple of laps. And this time, <laughs> Lily was behind us on a 1250 GS fully loaded. Just, just following to the camp so she can and unload. You guys were two up on the brand new Hunter Cub. Yeah. Yep. With the world's worst tires. <laughs> <laughs> And we, uh, Lily followed us uh, into the battle. I went to the camp, and you two diverted onto the races. That's the nicest way to say it. A 60-year-old woman with limited riding experience followed you into the barrel races. (laughs) We led her to the pit. (laughs) And she loved it. (laughs) After, After two laps, she was like... Where's the where's our camp? Where can I park this thing? And then she didn't ride it for the next four days. It's strange that Vintage Motorcycle Days had a traffic circle all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and I wanted to ask you, Phil, what is your impression of these two? This is your first time meeting both, both Moyne and Haley. In fact, they just met each other yeah. this weekend too. Yeah. How did they yeah. fit in with the group? What do you think? It's really funny. Uh, this was one of those situations where Liza is the glue. Right, So Liza is this remote, long-distance glue that happens to a lot of people, and we all know a lot of people because of Liza. She is the catalyst. And this happens very frequently. And so meeting Moyne, first, first off, you know, just walking into the shop, here we go. And I've, you know, obviously I've, I've listened to you on our podcast. I've listened to you on our podcast. So just like our hundreds of thousands of listeners, people have maybe known us for a long time only through the tone of our voice. Mm-hmm. But they've never met us in person. So it was really great to kind of see you guys in person. But then to realize, I was like, oh, crap. Yep, they're fucking misfits. They are exactly, <laughs> they are exactly what they're programmed to be. They fit right into the mold. There's, just, there's no normal arc to your story. The story just bounces every fucking where. If you say, like, how did we get from the starting point to here... There are radical off-ramps and just radical roundabouts that nobody could ever have seen coming. Because, yes, when you talk to either of you, you both have lived the lives of seven or eight people. I, too, am in that club. So is Liza. This is not a club for normal people that go to work every day and grind it out, right? These are people who have to make some rash decisions and maybe lose a job or two so they can go have an adventure. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I found. I found people that were definitely kindred spirits. So it's very cool. 
yeah, you guys were a great mix. I really appreciate you guys having fun. I think, I think the secret sauce is mm. say yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's the trick. Say, with, just with say yes. Everything in life, you just have to basically say this is an opportunity. Yeah. We should do it. A hundred percent. Could not agree more. Yeah. And I just got to say as well, Phil. As much as you felt that we right. fit in with the misfits, you guys were so hospitable with well, us this weekend and we really really enjoyed your company we said it i said it before yeah. i'll say it again we were going to do it anyway we <laughs> well, didn't just do it for you better. no you we didn't do it for you that it wasn't like oh we're gonna have to turn it up a little bit for moyne and Haley. no we didn't do it for you we did it the way we would have done it anyway but by you guys being there it just adds an element to it we it said it, awesome. it turns the knob to 12 now because oh, yeah. Liza helped us turn the knob to 11, and now we've turned the knob to 12. <laughs> and next year, it's only going to be better. Oh, yeah. yeah we're going to bring back some greatest hits next year. We're going to bring back Not a Ramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to bring back. This year, we added the, the Bourbon Ferry. That we was did. a big yeah. hit. So the Bourbon Ferry was a big hit this year. So, yeah. 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 Um, before we got here, too, you two were asking common questions you would ask when being taken someplace you're not familiar with. Moin, some of the common questions were, were what will be the sleeping arrangements and food sources? I was somewhat vague in my responses. Do you want to explain why I was vague? I, I think you were vague because there is no straight answer to any of the questions. Uh, you know, um, uh, me being from Pakistan, a Muslim country, uh, food is sometimes an issue. Uh, there's certain things I don't eat or can't eat. And so I was like, Liza, you know, what's up with food? And she's like, oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, and do I need to bring a tent? Uh, do I do, uh, you know, sleeping bags? She's like, oh, no, 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 just bring a towel. Everything else will be taken care of. We had, I had absolutely no idea where I'm going, who I'm going with. The only person I knew was Liza and nobody else. Uh, but... Um, but honestly, when we got to the camp, uh, within the first hour, an hour and a half, all the um, Cleveland Moto guys, Phil and his friends and Liza and Liza's friends, they all felt like family within the first hour. When everybody was just greeting, it was just, it felt like I knew everyone for way before and these guys also knew me everyone started offering stuff here you go you know all the motorcycles were uh, available to uh, take around whenever everybody was like you know take my bike take that bike and you know i I don't know i i just want to say a big 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 thank you to liza and of course phil for making it happen for us you want to describe our luxurious hotel accommodation supplied by phil oh my god we had Eliza, Haley, and I had the presidential suite yeah. at Vintage Motorcycle Days. Yeah. We weren't, no motorcycle, uh, no motorcycle noise bothered us. I had, I slept every day, eight plus hours. Um, uh, the, what was it? It was a... It's a 21-foot-long car trailer. <laughs> and, and, and I want that now. With a piece of cardboard for a bed. <laughs> piece of cardboard for a bed. Oh, wait. You know what? I, there, were, there were two cots in there that nobody used. <laughs> oh, now we know. Yeah. Now we figure this Right out. next to your bed, there oh, was a blue... Yeah, in there. There's, there's a really nice IKEA cot in there. No. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's do it again. A dozen sleeping bags, three tents. 
and none of the tents <laughs> got used. Well, well, we pulled the tent out and yeah. very quickly realised that we couldn't be asked to put it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so difficult. <laughs> so, and now, Haley, food. So, Phil has introduced a method of, of foraging. Yes. You, can you describe this? It's the raccoon feast. <laughs> so you eat like a raccoon. <laughs> Whatever you see, you take. That's right. You never stop eating. Whatever you see, you eat. And you'll never be hungry. And I love this method, Phil, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, raccoon and it works. Supper, raccoon breakfast. And yeah. today we had raccoon buffet. We did. The last day. My lunch were cupcakes off the ground and cherry tomatoes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a bag of crisps that was stuck in the bottom of my luggage for about the last six months as well. (laughs) And we didn't even get into the good protein bars or anything. Those were just for emergencies. Those the things that were less like the last ones to be left. Because those last forever. They they were out there, and like we we ate good. We we ate the fruit and everything first, not the shit things. But that's 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 generally how I travel. Is I will just generally go buy a lot of fruit, and we'll buy you know we'll buy a lot of fruit because we know there's going to be chips and crap yeah. and garbage and yeah. beer and stuff. So I'll I'll just go buy a lot of fruit yeah, and a lot of stuff like that, so that we can actually just not die from consumption <laughs> while we're physically yeah. there. Because the only thing worse than drinking like beer for four days is having the only food that you've had be like chips. Yeah, yeah, because it will fill you up, but it also kill you. Yeah. So. But we did have one meal that I thought was special because it was a meal delivered in, <laughs> in the most cool and appropriate way possible. For the first time, I think in a life, a pizza delivery scooter from Japan or Tokyo mm-hmm. actually got used to deliver pizza in the United States yeah. because it was sold here in the United States just to be some weird vehicle. It tops out at maybe 30, 32 miles per 49 hour. 49cc? 49cc Honda Gyro canopy with a roof and a windshield wiper. And we did find out that 10 large, generous large size pizzas mm-hmm. fit in that thing like a glove. Yeah. yeah. We, we sent them into town. We're like, well, normally on like a, a big bike or a car, it'll take about well, you gotta go 10 f- minutes. Almost 50 miles an hour on that road. Yeah. Right. So if you're going 32 miles per hour, and then there's three big hills, yeah. and at yeah. those three big hills, I know he couldn't have been going over 20 no. yeah, at all. And he's like a, he should be back in an hour. He's a large man inside a little <laughs> tiny 49 cc vehicle with two wheels on the back and one on the front. It just looks hilarious. But he came back with, and the pizza was still hot. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. I, I Thank you, Pete. That Honda Gyro fall over, which I did not think was possible. Yes. <laughs> That, that went sideways it in, the sideways in the mud. Yeah. yeah, it was mud again. And yeah. well, I want to get to our our show that we did. And again, yes. thank you, Phil. Um, also, I wanted to do a big thanks to all your guys, Johnny and yes. Oscar. Uh, our and guys, Oscar, Johnny, Dustin, Dan Crunky, Dustin showed mm-hmm. up. Uh, Steve Sleepy Cinch showed mm-hmm. up. And I'm not joking one bit. Nick DeVito, and now you weren't the only person that got their Mid-Ohio Cherry Pop this event, by the way. Nick DeVito entered the hair scramble <laughs> yeah. on a 1974 Vespa Rally 200 with knobbies. Amazing. Yeah, he competed in an AMA-sanctioned hair scramble on a 1974 Vespa Rally 200 hair scramble. And how did he do? 
About 930 feet. Uh, (laughs) He said, I made it to the first turn. He made it to the first turn. He was having some fueling issues. He was having some fueling problems. So he put a lot of effort into getting the bike ready for it and everything else. That's a bike, by the way, that used to be a swing set in my backyard. So that bike was so rusted through, we put it in the backyard as a swing set. We have a swing set Rally 200 scooter. You know, I think that's one of the things about vintage days. It doesn't matter how well you did. It's that you came and you tried. Look. Whether or not you complete the event, yeah. all the things you need to get, all the psyching yourself up and preparing and getting the bike and having the gear. Moyne's got size 12 feet. I have size 11 feet. I've got eight pairs of motocross boots. He needs a size 12, right? So arrangements had to be made. And like just things like that, you know, all the stuff that had to come together so you could do the event. It's great and it makes it better. It makes it taste better. It yeah, really does. Yeah, it's cool. And I also wanted to do a big thanks to all the listeners yeah. who came out to our seminars. That we, was cool. We had more people than Kevin Schwantz. Yeah. We did. Yeah. 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 I was very surprised to see that our Schwantz was bigger than his Schwantz. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, yeah, you spoke. Moyne, you spoke. We all spoke. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of, we were more than half of the yeah. seminars were were in this room uh-huh. uh so thanks to ama for giving us that you know, platform support of listeners coming into the tent coming because we had this yeah. fema camp that we built and it's like nine pop-ups all welded together kind of yeah. thing and it was so much fun because we had this sort of this podcast central mm-hmm. it was it yeah. was amazing yeah. and it was and moine was like I think it was 100 meters long. Yeah, it was. We had our own neighborhood. Yeah. And it was just as far as you could see, it was just our our crap. Uh-huh. So it was very comfortable and it was really fun. But we got to have a big fire. We got to have a lot of fireworks, an obscene amount of fireworks. Well, we recreated the sun. We did create the sun. <laughs> we recreated the sun and offered out welding services yes. with the what, 100 plus sparklers yeah. that we molded together into a bouquet and a, set them alight on. Mega one. sparkler. It was a mega <laughs> sparkler charm. You know what? They should put that on the, in the instructions. Do not, under any circumstances, Take put 100 sparklers <laughs> yeah. in one ball. Yeah. Well, we didn't, so we did it. <laughs> no, so shout out to everyone who came. Uh, we hung out with the Biddle. And the bills, as I would say, the bills. Uh, So many cool people. And in fact, we noticed Oscar was the only Mexican. Yet, Moin, you were not the only Pakistani man there. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) You were speaking Uru to somebody. I bumped into some guy and uh, he came and said, Aslam Alaikum. I was like, what the hell are you doing here? (laughs) I'm I'm the only Pakistani who's supposed to be here. But it was amazing to see him. He's a listener and he's super stoked that you were here. And it's just great. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So, well, let's get to this show. Uh, top 10 list of technical innovations in motorcycles of all time, or as I like to call it, herding cats. Yeah. yeah. I already said thank you, but again, I want to say thank you for inviting me multiple times to AMA Vintage Days and making this a part of my life okay. now. Well, Same. Liza and all you guys. This, this, one of the funny things about this is there's this woman that's here. She's roaming around. I saw her earlier. Her name's Serena Van Dyke. Yeah. And Serena Van Dyke had me do, you know, she had me do seminars on carburetors and gas and, and, you know, voltage regulators, rectum fryers and all kinds of stuff. And she, she really kind of got the idea of seminars going along. And then she kind of said, well, would you guys want to do a podcast in front of live human beings? And. I horrible, and that's a terrible idea. And, but Liza was game. And so Liza will do a podcast anywhere. Uh, 
which we have done podcasts everywhere. But Serena Van Dyke, um, she was instrumental to getting us all together and being able to do a podcast here. Yeah, I, because I've listened to your Vintage Days podcast before, and I think that's the one unlistenable show. The I, bust. The bust cast. Oh, that one. It yeah. may have gone off the rails a bit. <laughs> yeah. We had a school bus. And a, a school bus, if a school bus stops, re, like the front of a school bus stops in a hurry, like it hit a wall, that kind of a school bus is called a transit. I didn't know that until I bought one. And uh, it turns out you can get a transit bus that's real short. And a real short transit bus is loads of fun at mid-Ohio. It's crazy. You show up and all the little vertical poles inside become stripper poles. It's great. We had people on the roof of the bus with party lights, and then the sheriff showed up. And, uh, and then we also like to thank the folks in Louisville for helping us with that. Showing up at a party that was already well-started and lubricated with the school bus and all the lights going. Super fun, super cool. So I do see people are carrying the torch, and there's more school buses here this year. So uh, let's get to introductions. Who is here? Um, hey, everyone. I am Liza from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. To my left... My name is Peter, also known as Moto G. Pete, one of the co-hosts and creators of the NoCo Moto Podcast. And I am Jonathan, a.k.a. Swiggy, also of the NoCo Moto Podcast. I'm Nick, formerly, formerly of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. <laughs> and you had to go to North Carolina, didn't you? We're happy to see him anytime we can. Uh, this is Unky Phil, if you're nasty. And to my left... Oscar, for also from the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Johnny, Honda Whisperer, Macklefresh. Resident Mexican, by the way. <laughs> no, not John. You're the resident Mexican. Oh, shit. You're not Mexican? Yeah, you're yes. What? Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Steve Sleepy uh, from Cleveland Motor Podcast and... Dustin, Cleveland Motor Podcast. And okay. Dustin, for the record, Dustin is the reason we have a podcast. In so, what, 2011? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gee. We started recording in Dustin. Dustin has a professional recording studio in his basement. A sound lab. A real sound It's amazing. He's a, he's a fantastic artist. And we decided to start talking about motorcycles in his basement because we were out working on motorcycles in his garage and we didn't know there was a recording studio downstairs. <laughs> Can you do the intro? Cleveland Moto Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I did do that. So, uh, so here's how this is going to work. I had the bright idea. Let's talk about top ten list innovations of all time. What a great brain trust here. We all have opinions, right? Could we collectively decide on the top ten things? I don't know. Um, but here's the rules. We're going to take turns nominating things, and then we can also knock things off. Guess what? The audience gets to also join in the argument, nominate, and say that's got to go. Um, and I think we'll see if we can come up with the list, but I also know what's going to happen is they're going to disregard all my rules. This is going to go off the rails, but that's why you're here, and that's why you love our show. Hell yeah. It never goes <laughs> like you plan it. Who all votes for no top ten? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll start off and make it simple, okay? I'm just going to say I think ABS brakes on motorcycles is a significant game-changer that has saved a lot of lives, including mine, from people doing U-turns, and wow, I avoided an accident. So for me, ABS is huge. We can go down the line, nominate stuff, and you can also say why that shouldn't be on it if you want. <laughs> well, that was an okay suggestion, Liza. Uh, <laughs> okay. What you got? 
I so with the caveat that you believe motorcycle uh, scooters are motorcycles, which I firmly do. I would say the Italian style scooter, which has morphed into really the Japanese style scooter as well. In terms of a lightweight, compact, economical form of transportation, which is spread worldwide. You know, Harley baggers are not worldwide, but in terms of just moving vast numbers of people, the innovation of that setup is unique to motorcycles and I think one of the top 10. Do you mean that style of motor vehicle that one might compare to, I don't know, a Salisbury? <laughs> oh, are you, so you're suggesting the Italian copy of an American motor scooter called the Salisbury was one of the greatest innovations in motorcycles. Yes, yeah, so we're cool on that, right? Y'all get that? All you old-timers out there, you know about the Salisbury's? Yeah, okay, and check. because we all know that the Italian scooter is the most successful selling motorcycle of all time. Oh, no. no, wait. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a small body vehicle with incorporated storage, which, you know, with leg shields, with, you know, all the things that we, you know, that is like morphed into Honda Metropolitans and, you know, such of the like. Okay, maybe not specifically Italian, but that, that basic scooter setup, that style, you know, because there's a reason Cushman's didn't take over the world. Uh, Phil, I'm going to revert to you. Do we include this on the list? I'm going to put an asterisk next to that. Okay. And, what are and, we calling and, this? And what I like to call Italian, that is... Italian scooter. It's asterisk. what we're working, okay. with, working right. with so far. And I would like to say okay. it's probably the small-wheeled step-through design. I'll accept uh, that. Small yeah. step-through small, design. Small-wheeled step-through design. Because it is, it is pre- prevalent in the industry. Right. Much like the best-selling motorcycle... Of all time. On the planet. <laughs> yes. All right. All right, Swigs, what you got? Uh, I'm also going for a safety invention, which is the EPS foam helmet. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. This is motorcycle technology, not safety. Oh, here, here come the rules. No. Here comes the rule. Oh, hang on, hang on. Here comes the rule. <laughs> oh, shit. If you open it up to that, there's just too much. Let's stick with the motorcycles. Do you want us to? Do you need to, some time to collect? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, I'll, I'll step in. Yeah, I, I say the resurgence of the small bikes, the monkey bikes and stuff, because they came back and now instead of I'm seeing more and more kids put down video games and want to buy a motorcycle again, and so it seems like when you get on a monkey bike, you feel safer because you're closer to the ground. They're fun. They don't go a million miles an hour. They don't take off on you. So, so I think the resurgence of that is recre- it's it's just it's pushing motorcycling back into the forefront in a lot of. So miles. your technical advancement is a retro bike. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Old is new. Uh, again. Can I put another asterisk on yeah, that? I would say put an asterisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like the concept of that as being that it is a it is an acknowledgement of something that happened in the past out of a sheer lack of marketing creativeness. Mm-hmm. They're saying like that worked really well in '63. Let's and we need again. to do something again. And it turns out 70-year-old men will buy tiny bikes that look <laughs> yep. like the bikes they bought in 1963. Yep. But they did put newfangled things. Like, they have all the things now. They have your ABS on it, and they have mm-hmm. heated grips and wiener warmers and everything else you want on the oh. thing, too. So. Those are called technical advancements. Would you there like you to go. choose any so of those? Yeah. Well, okay. heated, heated underwear. That's, the, that's a okay. really nice heated thing. They don't in. get this at all, do they? All right. My technical advancement, yes. I think, is the single greatest technical Ooh. advancement in motorcycle history, is the electric motor. 
I'm waiting for the little red laser dots to show up on his chest right now. <laughs> I've never been so freaked out to be the vice president. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to back him up on that. I'm going to agree. I think the advancement of motor vehicles to electric, the evolution, combustion engine getting close to the end of its advancement, the next step would be electric. I, I, I'll put that down there, no asterisk, but it might get bumped off later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What you got, Phil? I would like to nominate hand clutch foot shift. For anybody who has ever ridden a motorcycle oh, okay. with a foot clutch and a hand shift. I love where you're going with this. Yep. Hand clutch foot shift. I'm going to say straight up, that has saved more people my age than anything else. The ability to clutch a motorcycle with your hand, because when you lose that ability, mm. you end up sitting next to me at the hospital. <laughs> and yesterday, last night, I rode a motorcycle where clutching it as hard as I wanted to did nothing. So I'm going to nominate hand clutch, foot shift. Okay. Because prior to that, yeah, yeah. it was completely normal for motorcycles to operate like tractors. Yeah. If you've ever ridden a tractor, like if you're not from the country and you like go and sit on a tractor right now, I guarantee you can't run it without a tutorial from a, your friend who knows how to work a tractor. Game on. All right. What you got, Oscar? So I'm going to take one out of Johnny Mac's book. I do not agree. Okay. But so okay. I like vintage stuff. Right? Yeah. Fuel injection. Yes. I, I, I back you up on that. Sorry, Johnny Mac. I know that was yours. I can't even fine, go back fine to. With me. I think Johnny, were you That's the fine. one? I think I learned a trick from you about cold weather carbureted bikes and the lighter under the carburetor. I mean, it's not dangerous, but I mean, it is dangerous. But <laughs> if if your bike won't start and it's cold, uh, applying a heat source to the carburetor is a way to warm your bike up really quick. I mean, you heat up the float bowl and it'll start a lot quicker and easier in cold weather. And, and just in general. Especially if you have four or six carburetors. You might want not to use an open flame. You just, if you have like a hair dryer, that works way better. Whatever. So I like to think John's of innovation as, is the hair dryer. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 think, yeah. I think the idea is with John's plan, I learned real quick that you're doing two things at once. And I like anytime you do two things at once. You're both warming your fuel so your bike will start easier. You're also identifying your fuel leaks. <laughs> Absolutely. Really fast. <laughs> and I think that that's good. Yeah. Uh, um, innovations in motorcycles, I don't even know where to start. I mean, you guys skipped huh? over things like brakes. Early, oh, early bikes on. didn't have brakes. They no didn't brakes. have lights, turn singles, all that shit. What about electric start? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like electric start a lot, you know. How about, you know, I like the hand clutch thing. That was good. Yep. ABS, I mean, I have ABS in my car. It only happens in the snow. Right. So I don't ride my bike in the snow. So. No, I totally agree with you on E-Start. Um, what was it? The SR400? Is it the 400 that came out yeah. recently with no E-Start? It's like, what are you well, doing? I mean, like, how about telescopic forks? Right. Oh, well, how about Yamaha. the monoshock? Oh, oh, I don't about, understand. Hold on, simmer how about down. the chain down. Simmer down. How about not pedal start? We'll get there. Kickstart. Oh, shit. E-Start. Squirrel. Good Squirrel. Good Squirrel. 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 
<laughs> Dustin, what you got? Honda Whisper. Not quite as old school as Phil's hand clutch uh, foot shift, but electronic ignition. Oh. I was thinking about that when you said the hand clutch because you used to have to twist yeah. the little thingy to diggy to recharge your ignition to start yeah. it. Now you have the auto ignition advance, and there you go. Well, let's we call that special needs now. <laughs> um, the thingity diggity. I wanted to nominate something. You can tell me if you think this belongs on the list. Hey, we, did uh, we, we skipped uh, Sleepy over there. Oh, did we, no, no, he went. He went out. Oh, of turn. oh, you did first. Okay. I want to say the advancement in rubber and tires. Uh, that was a big one. Right. Vulcanization didn't happen until World War II. That's right. So prior to that, people were riding around on like gum motorcycle, like bicycle tires. I, it's something we think. take for granted, but it's constantly and non, evolving. And, and the beaded rim. They did non-beaded yeah. rims. I don't know if that's really motorcycle-specific, though. Because it's exactly motorcycle-specific. I don't know. It was more automotive and trickled into motorcycle. No. What, like electric start? Okay, so who out yeah. there? <laughs> Electronic <laughs> ignitions? I, I've seen Gasoline a few heads. Engines. I, look, I've seen a few heads bobbing around there, but I've also seen some very angry set jaws that are clearly yeah. like... How could they not have said, give me one? Anybody? No, no, all yeah. of them, no, no, just say it. Yeah. Everything was against Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, so let's, let's keep building the list, and then yeah. we'll start narrowing right it down. Yeah. Who's got a suggestion, something that's not on this list? Cruise control. Cruise control. <laughs> I'm going to pretend to write uh, that down. From the Goldwing rider in the front row. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, stand on. up and come up here. No. Okay, I, oh, wrote sorry. It, I wrote it Self-canceling down. turn signals. Wait, I want to defend this man. <laughs> I want to defend this man. <laughs> so I just, I just recently <laughs> took a 1,500-mile trip on a 1989 Goldwing with my lovely girlfriend, Claire, and... They had cruise control, and oh my god, I thought cruise control on bikes was dumb. I was one of those people, and I fell in love with it. Well, let's justify if, electronic. You know, all these people like, oh my god, a Goldwing, it might as well be a car, blah, 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 blah. I have no original opinions. It, just ride one. It's it, getting an asterisk. Got a hand. It's amazing. We got a I don't think it's a top 10, but I want to stand up for this man. It's If you've never had a big bike with cruise control, we got trail it's ride a game changer. Guy. Trail ride head guy. All right, what you got? Side by side. <laughs> 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 Boo this Security? man. Security, can you escort this man out? Get him out. No, you're not going to win this argument here. <laughs> not going to happen. Oh, so not what you're describing happen. is a Japanese K truck from the 80s. <laughs> Check. All right, got it. All right, Air what conditioning, you got here? seat six, we're good. What? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah! Clever. I own a DCT. Right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I yeah. believe. Yeah. It is finally done right by Honda. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that they're putting it in so many bikes, including a Rebel 1100, which is not a huge technically advanced bike, um, it is a game changer for many people. In fact, we have a guy who comes to the garage with one leg, who rides the Rebel 1100. Who out like in the that. audience has ever ridden a Honda-matic of any sort? Any, any Honda-matic ever? Anyone? Yeah, right. Honda-matics. Right. Cool. Right. Anybody who's ever ridden a Honda-matic will tell you that Honda worked so hard on that automatic yeah. transmission, making it bulletproof. It could go down the drag strip faster than any other bike in the 70s, yet we still, as motorcycle operators, we would put it into low range, because it has two ranges, and we would mistakenly put it into low range as we would a normal shifter bike. 
And then weird things happened. It, right in the middle of the turn, every single time, we would get off of our normal shifting motorcycle, and we'd get onto the Hondomatic, and we would completely forget that we were on a two-speed. Now, if you had an old Moto Guzzi convert or something, right, you, you were pretty adept at that. But every single time I get on a customer's Hondomatic, and I'm going around the corner, and I'm going to try to downshift before the corner, I realize that what I'm actually doing is asking the motorcycle to change its entire personality. And it's hilarious. You can just leave it in high range and go through anything. <laughs> but if you've had that brown trousers moment with a Hondomatic, yeah, it's a little, it gets you right there. Whereas the DCTs don't do that until they decide it's okay to change gears in the middle of the turn when you're not okay with it changing gears in the middle of the turn. And that is a little unsettling. Yeah. So, all right, we've got any more suggestions over here? Yep. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, is this another side-by-side -side guy? <laughs> yeah. It is, but it's not affecting... Mike, I love you, life. but that's the last thing I want is to have my wife be able to yeah. talk to me while she's on the back <laughs> no. of my bike. No, when we yeah, do the Bluetooth is hardly in, exclusive in to the automotive industry. <laughs> no, I agree. I use it, but it's... Yeah. 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 That... Yeah. Uh, we... If you don't mind. Do you remember? No. <laughs> we used to have these little boxes, these little nady boxes, and they had a battery in them, and you'd plug your headset from your helmet, yeah. and your wife would plug her headset into her helmet, and then you'd get off the bike and destroy it as you each got off the bike in a different direction, whatnot, and you just ripped the crap out of it. It was good for one ride, which actually is probably the best advice I could ever give is just throw it away. I have a theory that every single one of those sets, they, none of them ever got thrown away. They're all still within the side bags of GL1100s. Or tucked into a better you buy better a bearing. GL1100, there's a broken old school headset in the side boxes. Oh, in the back row, Triumph shirt, bud. Oh, gear shift indicator. Oh, shift finally, a top, top, top pick from the audience. I mean, can't live without that. <laughs> oh, burn, son. John and, I, John and I are of the same camp. If you don't know what gear you're in, it does re make you realize that it really doesn't matter. You're either in the right gear or the wrong gear. Phil? If you're in the wrong gear, go this way or that way. The number on the dashboard means nothing. I know you all love your Suzuki's. That's great. You had your gear shift indicators in 1953. You were way ahead of the curve. Um, I started a new column, and that goes in the best advances for people who are also members of the AARP. That way. No, 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 no. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to fight back. I like that. Uh, no, no, no. So, so why does a, a Rebel 300 have gear in, gear indicators? My That's a budget bike. They're trying to put as little on there as possible. I had a BS, but it's also a beginner bike. Yes, I had a BSA yeah. and I had a Royal Enfield from the 50s that had a gear shift indicator and it had a neutral finder. So no matter where you were in the gearbox, 
you could push the magic lever yeah. okay. and it would just go right to okay. neutral. <laughs> but and that was pretty cool. And that, that, you can get neutral anywhere in that kind of gear. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that bike came with three extra neutrals. <laughs> that's neutral. All right, right here in the hat, and then we'll come to you. What you got? I like uh, that one. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Trump brakes suck. Yep, yep. I mean, that goes back to the CB750. Was I think one of the first percussion well, motorcycles to come for out people listening with a hydraulic. The man just suggested as, hydraulic as brakes. There's no way that made it on microphone. Are, are, are we just gonna say? Yeah, it was hydraulic disc brakes versus yeah. drums. Yeah. Well, so, no, because there were plenty of motorcycles that had mechanical. Yeah. Disc brakes. Mechanical disc were, brakes are no so bueno. I'm they were also, literally worse than drum brakes. <laughs> I, I'm going to put disc so brakes. So BMW also. has the cable-operated hydraulic brake. Like, what the... Yeah, because master cylinders are ugly. We should hide them. Yeah. yeah. Um, can, I, can I go back to one? I'll get to you a sec. I want to go back to one that Johnny said. It, has anyone here ever ridden a Springer chopper or a girder front end, right? Yeah. So let's go back to telescopic suspension and what a game changer that is. If you've ever bounced on a chopper or something like that, right? Liza, you're I, I so, I do you're like so wrong. The Springer suspension is still superior in every way. That's why <laughs> Motor Company continues to bring it out. And any member of the Brotherhood will be happy to tell you why you're wrong. I do kind of like leading or trailing. Some of the link suspensions are kind of, it's a, it's a nice ride if you don't mind just bouncing well, around. How about this? Booby bouncing. You guys are talking about tires. What about uh, tubeless tires? Like uh, my stupid tubeless. Africa twin still has fucking tubes in 2020. Anybody ever taken a tire off the because rim it and has found like, well, Anybody ever taken a tire off the rim and found not one, not two, but four screws in it? And the son of a bitch still held air. It's shocking. And a customer brings the bike in. You're like, oh, yeah, there's like 11 PSI in that thing. And he wants to me go out and ride it and tell him what's wrong with it. And then I look and I'm spinning. I'm like, one, two, three. Those are all drywall screws. And look, he's had some roofing work done, too. And they don't... He wants to go ice racing. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yet, I have a brand new motorcycle from Triumph that has an inner tube that shouldn't be there, right? They have the technology to not put an inner tube in the back of a vehicle they're calling a cafe racer. And yet, if I get a thorn from the 80s, in that tube, I lose all of my inflation in one turn. Yeah. yeah, tubeless tires do save lives. It also makes it really easy to get back on the road with a plug kit from AutoZone. Yeah. True. Whereas that's a good one. anybody changed a tube lately on a modern radial tire? Yeah, fuck that's a parade suck. of suck right there. Oh my yeah. god! You're like, oh, I got some spoons. Yeah, you do. That's <laughs> adorable. That's no problem. I really don't have a problem with it. Okay, that's great because um, all you know, your bikes you also, are from the 60s. Well, and he also doesn't care about scratching his rims to the point of just having nothing but scratch. Excuse me? I do not scratch rims. Uh, I want to get... You had one, your hand up here? Yeah. They are. I'm not. Wow. A second for the gear indicator. Okay. You don't want to teach bad habits. All right. You we got another one sure here? You'll learn it properly. That is true. And just so you know... If this one isn't good, you're out. Ah. Come on. Uh huh. Uh, I would back that. Alloy rims. They're okay. this enabled faster speeds. Alloy rims. I mean, you went from the. Um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, what we consider now to be kind of antiquated yep. Honda yeah, yeah. rims. Yeah. How dare you? That were cutting edge at one time. I'm just going to stay silent. I like spoke rims, but I can't really come up with a good argument why mag rims aren't better. Better? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, I think mag rims too. Um, all right. What else? What do you got? You yeah? can stay in, Mike. You're good. You can stay in. You're good. You're in. You're good. This time. Oh, liquid cooling. Ever since the days of the flying Merkel. Yeah. Well, our our entire podcast is liquid cooled. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Flying, like, there there were... What about liquid fueled? Liquid fueled? No, but that is a big deal because Mm -hmm. for anybody who's ever built motors or raced motorcycles, we all were... There was that point where we all got our first liquid cooled motorcycle and we kind of learned, like, when this bike was a 250 with air cooling... It ran at, you know, you might get, you know, 21 horsepower out of it, and it's best day, full chat. And then its brother came along three years later with liquid cooling, and it was 37 horsepower. Because you can design a motor to much closer tolerances, which means better fuel economy and getting more bang for those dinosaurs you're paying for, right? (laughs) And the bike becomes more reliable because everything's built better. So you're absolutely right. In today's market, it's very few excuses when Harley-Davidson puts liquid cooling on the heads of their big, giant motors after they said, we'll never make a liquid-cooled motorcycle. And they're all doing it now. So liquid cooling actually moved the ball way forward. I've got a 150cc motorcycle that gets over 100 miles per gallon. And that would have been absolutely unheard of 20 years ago. Completely unheard of. Because for every gallon of gas I was putting in the thing a certain percentage was leaving out the tailpipe and I had an EG, you know, exhaust gas temperature analyzer to prove it so liquid cooling is actually a pretty huge thing which is weird because they had it in the 20s and it was really expensive so they went away from it yeah. and uh, boy sometimes that marketing department or the bean counters can set a whole industry back like 80 years. Decades. Okay. So that's, a, that's an innovation I'd like to bring up that, that has got phased out. Bean counters? That was popular in, at pre-war <laughs> yeah. was the supercharger. When you look at pre-war bikes, they were supercharging bikes that were going easily 150 mile an hour in, in the 30s. And then all of a sudden, after the war, racing banned them. And can you imagine where bikes would be if we'd been building bikes with superchargers all the so time. if we're going to go this generic i think we have to include overhead cams yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah look at all the push ride guys oh it doesn't matter like <laughs> nope, nope nope not in my garage no way uh-uh, uh-uh. not brother no, approved no, no um so i got one and uh the single overhead cam yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm going to throw this one out because I think this did change motorcycling. The fairing. The long-distance traveling, able to travel more comfortably. Yeah, because before the fairing. More people getting out on the road. That's true. Before the fairing, you had to put a child in front of you. (laughs) And that was the only way to kind of take the edge off on a long ride was to have a small, like a three- or four-year-old right on the front of the gas tank or break the window, Phil. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. But we all know that fairing development ended with Craig Vetter. So I mean, there's, <laughs> there's nothing. No, it's still going with Craig Vetter. Like, yeah. It so is. what about yeah. the improvements? Craig, are you here? To, I mean, oh, okay. No, I heard there's deer. The improvements in suspension, because my old state has only a fucking spring in the front. 
Suspension improvements. Dampening. 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 Thank you. His bike is technolo- like technically speaking, his bike is a pogo stick. It is. And somebody put a tire on the front. So it is the sketchiest thing it's to a ride boat. ever. <laughs> can I can I clarify something with sure. this group? Because sure. it's something we often say. Are you making it wetter or are you having it damper? Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Anybody Dampening else got? or dampering? Right. Okay, I got, so I got something here. Raise the hands, what you got? Oh. Fuel and frame. Oh my God. Do you mean Buell and frame? Are you wearing a Buell hat? Of course you are. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's great. uh, I I think I saw your one trick pony. (laughs) That was cool. Um, And and that's, and honestly, a lot, like there have been a lot of exotic motorcycles that have done it. Mm. We also have motorcycles that compete in Baja 1000 type races where they have to have water in the frame so that you can survive if you break down in the freaking Mm. desert. So, you know, anywhere there's a hollow thing, you can put other stuff in there if you need to. And, like, putting the fuel in the frame of the motorcycle was pretty freaking brilliant. I like how the Rokon had tanks in the wheels. Well, those, those were just empty vessels. So you could use them for buoyancy or fuel or hydration or liquor. Beer? Yeah. Liquor. So, beer. so liquor. while we're talking about motorcycle innovations, this isn't... At a specific uh, innovation, I'm going to bring up. But you want another I, beer? I miss the. <laughs> yeah, I will have another life. Can we turn a Rokon into a brewery? Maybe. <laughs> yes. I miss the super aggressive marketing that every motorcycle company would have to try to convince the public that every motorcycle innovation was their idea. Like when Suzuki tried to convince everyone that they came up with the Monoshock by calling it the full floater. Or, you know, I had a full floater this morning. <laughs> <laughs> My personal favorite is the Honda VTAC yeah, system. V-tac. And, yeah, VTAC and whatever. I don't know. There were a lot of ridiculous names, ridiculous advertising. But there was a, I feel like this, this period from like the mid 70s to mid 90s where everything, you know, whether it was X Up or whatever, everyone had to pretend that their specific version of a new innovation was the best kind and the only kind you should trust. So your innovation is aggressive. This isn't marketing. a suggestion. I'm just, I'm just saying I miss that time. Okay, right. uh, I'd like to throw another one out. And I think this goes back to the Honda Cub. Durability and affordability. Would that be... That's a technical and advancement. And that was your... Again, you stole my brain. Uh, so give it back. The yeah, the Honda Cub and all of its ilk. So you, you guys, if you're roaming around here, you'll know that there's a Honda Cub, but there's also a Kawasaki. There's also a Yamaha that are the same idea of an affordable stamped frame, a small horizontal type engine that will not ever die, even if you give it to Sir Richard Branson. I'll challenge that. Yeah. How does that improve the bike itself? Well, oh. I'm going to say. I mean, that I mean, goes along. That's pressurized oiling, so an oil pump. Well, but not all technical and advancements a, and have an oil to be type motor. complicated. It's perfecting simple. And it was and it was affordable enough that people in places that couldn't afford a car well, could still go places. Improved. Well, yeah, it's also exactly. if you. I think if you want to boil it down, yeah. metallurgy. Well, that's a pretty broad. That's a, well, when you look at a lot of the affordable Chinese bikes that are exploding. 
What's the difference between that and a Honda Cub? Well, but they weren't doing that back in the day. It's they not an improvement. That's explode. a side. So to your argument, then the Industrial Revolution was one of the biggest advancements in no. motorcycles. Yeah. Could you put a star next to that, please? Yes, okay. All right, yep. that's good. All right, yep. let's get a couple more, and then we got to start peering it down. Still the haven't tent. heard anybody say shaft drive yet. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, over here. <laughs> I like a good shaft. What? Hold on. Hydraulic valve lifters? Dude, over here. Yes. No, no. Look it. If you grew up when I grew up, somebody handed you a motorcycle, you had no idea what did what. One of our friends showed up at the booth today with a Jalera, a Jalera 106 that he owned and said, hey, does the shifter go up or does the shifter go down? Because it's on the wrong side of the bike. And I know there's got to be some formula for that. And I went, there's not a formula for that. GP shift pattern, you know, one's in the ceiling and four or five is in the basement. That was not exclusive to any brand. You could buy this model of a bike and it had a GP shift pattern. You could buy that model of the bike. Veritably the same bike, Moto Guzzi was famous for this, Enfield was famous for this, that you would be like shifting up on this one, shifting down on that one. I nearly buried a Norton when a car pulled out in front of me because I just grabbed everything. I just said, screw it, I'm pulling them all. And I pulled them all, and somehow I stopped it before I hit the car. But it is truly standardization so that you can get off of that company's motorcycle and get onto that company's motorcycle and not die before you get to the end of the parking lot. Game changer. That's yep. a big deal. Yep. And honestly, I know that we Americans think that the world doth revolve around us, but I crashed a motorcycle yesterday because I feverishly went for a kill switch that the French, not even 10 years ago, decided should be over here. Not even 10 years ago. And over here on this side was nothing. But over here was a kill switch. Are you sure alcohol wasn't also involved in that crash? No, it was a gasoline-powered motorcycle. It was a two-stroke. It's cool. Yeah, you do the right-side kill switch on your SSR. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I do agree. I think standardization yep. is actually brilliant that you could get all these different companies because they all hate each other ultimately. And none of them think that the other guy's right. So if you could get all of them to put all their controls in the same spot, Man. even like Harley Davidson, who just doesn't <gasps> acknowledge the existence of other motorcycle companies. And if you could get those guys to put their stuff in the same place that Honda does when they're not busy copying their sound, right? <laughs> it's it's seriously it's kind of amazing that ever happened. Speaking of standardization, I think that standard metric hardware uh, is a fantastic. Uh, Whitworth has a problem with that. The guy with the Buell hat has a major problem with that because <laughs> he's like, I got Whitworth on my bike too. Yeah, <laughs> I got all the tools. <laughs> Here's a, a more general one that might be good. Um, how about just modernizing on a 12-volt system? Uh, being able to support... 12 volt. I'll, I'll being, put that down. Yep, yep. Just being able to, to have your electric start, but also just have enough amp hours in your battery to be able to have your lights on when your bike isn't started. Mm -hmm. All of our old British bike owners no. are going, you're wrong, we just added more 6-volt batteries. Mm -hmm. There's Being able to have your bike on the side of the road and have your hazard lights on? Se series in parallel. It's ridiculous, but I had a Velocet Viceroy made by Velocet, and it had two 6-volt batteries that were ridiculous. 
ridiculously big, and it had no Kickstarter, and it's a parallel twin 250, no Kickstarter. It was an extreme sense of confidence from a British company. And you pushed the thing with your knee, and it would chuck, 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 start a shaft drive bike with literally a boxer motor. And I was like, well, I'm going to get rid of those two dumb six-volt batteries and just put like a big honking AGM-12 in there. It didn't change the performance one bit. So yeah, when I was a kid growing up, we had cars that were pre-war cars, mm -hmm. and they were all six-volt systems. And guys would go through the whole car and change it out into 12 volts and change it out to something called negative ground, which is such a weird concept to, you know, people <laughs> from the old days. But, yeah, the six-volt batteries did actually have mm -hmm. quite a bit of chooch for your chach. But I think the standardization, again, of having the whole world be 12 volts a great idea so that your bike doesn't blow up my bike when we're jumping them. Yeah. So, not to be controversial. Oh, shit. But I think but. that there is... Uh, technical advancement that is available right now that people have yet to realize how important it's going to be. And it actually comes from Harley Davidson. The oh. cup holder? No. Vibrating <laughs> seat? No. Actually, electric? The live adjusting uh, uh, suspension the, on the Yeah, the ride height adjustment. The ride height adjustment. The ride height adjustment. For, I know so many shorter riders who rule out bikes that are available for them, including women, because they can't touch the ground. The Pan America, the higher end one, as you get to a slower speed, it drops it down to the ground. And then when you take off, it raises it up. The BMW um, does that, but you have to kind of preset it. And it, it doesn't rise and lower. The fact that Pan America put a self-lowering and raising system, yeah, so I think, the, is a game changer. Yeah, so even short people could have ridiculously tall bikes. That's cool. <laughs> That's great. Can I... What about right. a... Oh, go ahead. Let's get, let's get one more, and then let's start paring it down. Yeah. Adjustable control. Adjustable control. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Because my hands are huge. I've got huge hands. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, adjustable controls, especially adjustable foot controls. Yep. I buy a lot of motorcycles and sell a lot of motorcycles. If you're wearing a steel toe, forget about riding it. There's no way you're getting your toe under there. So, a little knurled nut. That's what you want to put on this list. <laughs> right. How about this? Right, how, that's a good sign. How about an innovation that sucks? Motorcycle podcasts. No, besides Woo. that, <laughs> all the uh, BMWs doing it, and a couple of people are doing it, where it's a subscription service for features. Oh. So, like, if you want to have cruise control, you have to pay eighteen dollars a month to get the upgrade on your. You mean a paywall? TFT. Yeah, pay yeah, paywall. Yeah, so like that's an advancement that they're going to make money on. But can you imagine spending twenty five thousand dollars on a bike? You go to use your adjustable suspension, but your subscription ran out. How did you buy work? your pornography <laughs> in the nineties? How did you buy your pornography in the nineties? the 80s we found it in the woods yeah. <laughs> i found it in my dad's closet exactly yeah and, and that subscription service is giving manufacturers the ability to build a bike at a lower entry point that has one ecu that can later give you features you may not have been aware of when you bought it or may not have been ready to pay the extra three or four thousand dollars for so if you could take a $23,000 bike and lower the cost of purchase to 16000 and then you might never get all the other stuff. 
but I might order reverse the next day I get it. Right, but but that's it would be cool if you yeah. could say like, okay, I can save up, and in right. six months I'll pay four hundred bucks, and I get that feature. Well, most of but them though are not recurring. Well, most of them are not subscription based. Most of them are one time. But the cars are doing it, and it's coming to well, the. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it is a manufacturing improvement that you only right. have one part right. number. Right. For everything. Yeah, every bike has the same and ECU. They every only, bike has the they same wiring. They're the ones that get the benefit. Yeah. You do not. Right. The, the yeah. thing about that, though, is even if it's a one time payment, right. it's a trap because it you it are. Con- it's, it's like having to deal with like the security on like a VHS tape or a DVD, right. and it's there forever. Right. And if you ever try and sell that bike on to somebody else, are they going to get the feature that you paid for? Is so that going to be the value on the Yeah, bike? different companies are handling it differently. The one that comes to mind right now is Zero. Zero. And mm-hmm. Zero, when you buy your Zero and you decide to have your uh, your system upgraded with... And I'm going to use Reverse. So Reverse is something that on an electric motorcycle is kind of easy to make happen. And I've had a number of them that have it. Reverse and, polarity. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And thank God it doesn't go that fast backwards, right? But, uh, but you can buy reverse, and it's, the reverse is like $225, and you own it forever. It's part of the bike forever. Right. All right, so we need to start paring this down. So here's All what right. I'm going to do. I'm going to read this list out loud. This is my least favorite part of the uh, thing. Yeah. I'm going to read this list out loud, and then we're going to go down one by one, and we each get to yeah, cross na- something yeah, off name. the list, okay? All right, so we got ABS brakes, the Italian scooter... We said we said step through scooters. Okay, uh, retro bikes, electric bikes, the hand clutch, the fuel injection, ease start, electric ignition, uh, the tire rubber, cruise control, Boop. DCT. I like that guy still. Gear shift indicator, hydro- <laughs> <laughs> hydraulic brakes, disc brakes. Telescoping forks, tubeless tires, mag rims, water-cooled, superchargers, overhead cams, single or double, uh, fairing, damping, uh, durability and affordability, hydraulic valve lifters, standardization, 12-volt system, the Pan America suspension, and adjustable controls. Jesus Christ, why don't you just... So take take that list and pick the top ten and then just cut it off right there. Well, I'm going to take Italian scooter engineer... uh, Chuck that shit. You're going to murder Italian scooter or small-wheeled scooter step. Okay, all right, you're wrong, but I would (laughs) like to, in in a rogue move, because all we've done is shit on everybody else's (gasps) ideas, every person in this room. What are you going to work on? I'm going to give a second vote to John's uh, telescopic forks. So you're dropping the Italian scooter. For for two reasons. One, yeah, we all, it's so, we all take it for granted. We all were kind of like, oh yeah, Susie said it. It's also maybe the only thing on this list that is exclusive to motorcycles. Everything else is just a general (laughs) automotive innovation. Okay, so do you want to kill something? You're all right. I take, I all take right. back some of the things I said about you. I know. You Peter, said you, horrible you, things about him. Do you want to kill something? Well, my hand clutch. Oh, do I want to kill something? Um, as much as I still like that guy with the with the cruise control, it, it's not a top ten, but I, I still like him. All right, okay. cruise control. Cruise control is out. All right, what are you going to take off the list? Uh, I'm going to take off fuel injection. Oh. <gasps> 
And I'm doing it because Whoa. we've had a much longer run of bikes that are carbureted than fuel injection. Enjoy your corn. How many new ones do you actually buy that are still carbureted? How many of them? What percentage? I bought one two hours ago. No, 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 no. <laughs> new bikes, what percentage are still carbureted? I love carburetors. Anything made by Suzuki. No, no, here's, here's the problem with that argument. I support your argument, and I'd like to tell you why. Because I can get cheap bikes that don't run that have gummed up carburetors, clean the carb, and make money. John, there will be 99% less motorcycle riders if that happens. If you let Swiggy talk, I think he'll, he'll second John there. Well, there's that. Also, even up until you know the 2000s, we had carbureted gold wings that were fantastic. Okay. If you look at the span of fuel injection compared to carbureted bikes, it's a tiny little fraction of it. And not only that, but we're going to be moving on to electric bikes and other models. So the actual... So it was a blip in time? It's going to be a blip in time. Okay. <laughs> also, I'd like and to say that the successful. real problem with carburetors isn't necessarily carburetors. It's the fuel. The fuel. Because yeah. in the olden days, carburetors didn't fuck up so bad nope. right. as they do now. Yeah, they move fuel, not corn syrup. And that's why there's no more dinosaurs. We ran out of dinosaur chow. All right, fuel injection is removed. Nick, what oh. do you want to remove? I think rubber tires are stupid. Oh. Here, here. I would like to eliminate disc brakes as a whole. I want to bring back twin leading and trailing shoes. Go water buffalo. Oh. That's the best brakes ever on any motorcycle. And you've never had to do nothing to them, mostly. Okay. Oscar? I'll plead the fifth. Can I remind you that retro bike styling is still on this list? Oh, can that one. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good thing we use those asterisks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good All call. Right. Thanks, Liza. <laughs> I would go. like to remove ABS because Liza yes. said it. <laughs> no. Valid point. No. Here, here. Yeah. No, no, no. Mic uh, drop. I mean, what are some of the horseshit ones down through? Okay, the uh, again, I'll keep reading. You say stop when you hear something like electric motorcycles. Yeah, get rid of that one. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. He's going to be on a killing spree. What's that? The hand clutch. I like that one. E start. Yeah. E ignition. Yeah. DCT. Nee. Gear shift indicator. No. <laughs> Absolute fucking two. You got to pick one of these that you're murdering right gear now. Shift. Which one gear is shift. it? Gear shift. Gear shift. Yeah, gear right. shift. That's a good one. All right. All right, Cinch, what do you got? I hate DTC. It can be taken off. Take the DCT? Oh. Go to the Eat Dragon, ride your fucking bike in the Dragon, and tell me that DTC is awesome. It it's is not. awesome. No, it's not. It is awesome. All right. All right, Dustin, what do you want to murder? Oh, you're gonna have to go down that list again. All right, uh, ABS electric bike hand clutch e start e ignition hydraulic brakes telescoping forks tubeless tires mag rims water cooled engines superchargers overhead cams fairing damping durability and affordability hydraulic valve lifters standardization 12 volt system Pan America suspension adjustable controls and a subscription service. Well, fuck the subscription service. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm riding a motorcycle, not playing an RPG game. I don't need to. <laughs> also, well said. I don't well know said. how to level fuck, up my bike. Fuck the paywall. He's yeah. also an Apple tech. You, you could take superchargers <laughs> off there. I really wasn't too serious about right. that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Take that off. Yeah. All right. Another round? That was, that was All right. Well, I want to see from them. I, I want to oh, see yeah. 
If anyone here feels strongly about removing something and why. Is anyone else dying to understand the matrix that she's going to take this apart and come up with a winner? <laughs> no, I'm just giving them the opportunity. I mean, this is a Chinese puzzle box, man. Someone I, pick ABS. Just get that shit out of there. What is your pleasure, sir? <laughs> anyone want to take something off? No, no, A-B-S. no. ABS. 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 It was an airplane technology to start with anyway. Right. You heathens. It's all bullshit. Okay. Um, all right, so... Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, he's butthurt. Uh, let's see, um, how about... How come nobody said frunk? <laughs> Who doesn't love a good frunk? I love a frunk. I love a frunk. A frunk-a-dunk? Frunk. An abnormal amount. Yamaha Y6 carburetors. <laughs> you, you know what? I you're not allowed to have one and a half carburetors. I've said in this conversation, and I want to put the Vespa glove box on the list. Fuck yeah! All right. That is All one right. of the greatest yeah. motorcycle so innovations we got ever. Nine, we got nine more things that got to come off. There's nine of us. This Should is we just go down it? Fairing. Should we just fairing? Get the, get the fairing I, out. Okay, get fairing. The fairing out. Not, not top ten. Can we just talk remember, a little bit about Mid Ohio and like what's going on? I mean, this guy's got a third input now. <laughs> and we're not we're not saying these aren't good things, but we're trying to right. get the top, top ten. Would not ten. Saved him. Right. And and I wanted it to be something that we all work on. Together. Okay, I want you to take two off right now. Mm. Oh shit. Should maybe we? Okay, just... supercharger. Please do. Came and went. Flip in time. A-B-A. Goodbye, supercharger. Whatever. Maybe we should just have some sort of Jerry Springer final thought. Where oh, we, shit. We, we, we just say, you know, like, isn't it nice that we've had a moment to sit down and realize how much better things have become? Right. That's exactly right. No, we must come yeah. up with 10 or Liza will not be satisfied. Yes. That is true. Um, let's, how about this? Side by sides. How about, can we get, can we, can I list some that I think are, that should be in the top 10 and let's get a vote and make sure. Let's lock a few of them down. Okay. What about standardization? No. No. I believe yeah. standardization. Do we get enough votes? More yeah. than half? Yeah. You can I get support used to standard anything. control. You can get used I, to anything. Yeah, I think the majority okay, of the room... Okay, how about... Hey, Liza, I've got it's racist. Why what? don't we find like the top like three by applause? Okay. Oh, I like that. Uh, yep, yeah. there's, okay, there's Okay, there's still a lot on here. You're uh, right. Just you I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to help everyone. Okay, let me. Uh, how about this? Rip I'm it in half. Rip it in half, and then what's how left? How about this? We can talk. About Show it. of hands. Telescoping forks. Telescoping forks. Wow. Two out, of you. Out, top really? 10. Not Kill top ten. Kill it. Hydraulic brakes. Top ten. Can we? Can we vote on hydraulic brakes? Okay. A lot of love hydraulics for brakes. Hydraulics brakes is going on the list. Uh, All right. Sorry. How about? Electric start. Yeah. Oh, definitely electric, electric start. start. Who wants to fuck? I mean, kickstarting a bike's okay, but success. Well, we're at vintage days. Electric start. Yeah. We're at vintage days. I have bruises all up my leg from kickstarting every goddamn bike I've been riding this weekend. I don't want to. I got a fake hip. I seriously. A lot of things were hissy don't know fit it, but he's today got a fake because hip. I was kicking over so many people's bikes for them. Nick yeah. lost a race because he was kicking the bike over and over and over. Again. I was not going to do anything other than lose the race, anyways. But just I, blame I, the kickstart. I, I didn't so know good. what the definition of kick fucking was until after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, I, I had to fuck start your fucking KE 100. Yeah. So, so for those who don't know, Nick entered the hair scramble today. 
And he entered it on a 1974 Vespa Rally 200. What a hero. What yeah. A With knobbies. With I, I started. And I would like to say the letters D and F have never been so majestic because they didn't say DNS. It just said D and F. But he did it. He entered a hair scramble on a Rally 200 Vespa with knobbies on it. It's fantastic. I'm very proud of you for doing that. It's, it's balls as big as church bells as far as I'm concerned. I passed tech. So. He did pass tech. He passed tech. Hey, they hey, didn't know how to tech you. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Can I have you make a decision between standardization and hand clutch? Which I think is somewhat I similar. I actually think that I think they're. Are kind you of still going on about things. this That's list? Yes. Because they're the same thing. I'll yeah, say standardization. Yeah, I think I agree. Just remember that standardization includes the hand clutch. Hey, and by the way, I, earlier on I talked about the reason that we actually pulled all this crap together was years ago. Serena Van Dyke made us yeah. do it, yeah. and Serena's right there. And so Serena literally made us do this a couple of years ago. And uh, what you're suffering through right now is all her fault. That's. <laughs> I know. We love you, Serena. Go buy Kenta tires. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Oh, you're having a strong opinion. Let me have you choose between hydraulic valve lifters and water cooled. I don't remember hydraulic valve lifters ever being nope. nominated. It was it was nominated. Hasn't been that was a, taken off yet. That man back there. Yeah. Between hydraulic valve Sorry, lifters and water-cooled engines. Drive fast, Dick. Ooh, uh, for, just for racing alone, I'm going to X. Oh, no, shit. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got to go water-cooling over hydraulic valve lifters. Yes. You're Sorry. keeping it? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I know. And another all, one. All the, Desmo, all the Desmo guys are like, yes. Desmo, Yes. Uh, how about uh, electric ignition versus overhead cams? Overhead cams. Overhead cams. Electric cam. ignition. I would actually. I like me a good set of points. But I'm I think all of you have ignition also. Timing advance. That's so important. Yeah. yeah, true. You really do need that. Otherwise, you'd have to do it on the on the grip. Yeah, my Lambretta does not it's, have advance. It's 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 a cams. It's, uh, I, Again, where are the push rod people? That, that's not fair. You have to keep both of those on the list. All right. Rematch up because I support that. All right. Yeah. All right. Keep, okay. those, Keep going. those are number one all and right. two. Uh, well, we still have. Let's get how through about this. Standardization versus durability and affordability. Standardization. Standardization. Yeah. Durability yep. and affordability. Fuck. Wow. It. All right. How about twelve volt versus adjustable controls? Twelve volt system. Oh, definitely twelve volt. Twelve volt. Adjustable yep. controls is gone. Yep. All right, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. How about uh, mag rims versus tubeless? Ooh. Tubeless. Well, they, they're the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. So just it's smush so them keep together. Mag say it, call smush it them together. Just keep, say tubeless. Keep mag rims. Write down Comstar. Yeah. They're tubeless mag rims. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. If you keep it tubeless, you get both, so you're yeah. cool, yeah. All right, uh, electric bikes and... Uh, take electric bikes take off. Take it off. Uh, take yeah. it off. Okay, we've got Eastern e-ignition, hydraulic brakes, telescoping forks, mag water cooled, overhead cams. We're done. Pan American suspension. And a partridge. Did that make it? Oh, that, no, that's got to be God damn it. That didn't make it. All right, I think I think we've got it. Woo. I think. We did it, everybody. Okay, now we, now we have to put it in order. We fixed what wasn't <laughs> broken. Yay. Redo. 
Now we're going to go through the audience, and you get to take one back on the list. No. No, 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 no. No, no. Oh no I think this now is... Now the Do you want to read it off? Okay, so begins. I know... You're going to do it? You're going to read it? In the meantime, while you're putting that together, real quick, who here this weekend, Who? and I'm looking for anybody, who here has seen the very elusive... Honda Hunter Cub Trail 125. Has anyone seen one? They're brand new. They're red. <laughs> they're, they look like a bike called the Trail 110 from you know the 1980s. And uh, they're called a Trail 125. Wait a minute. Are you saying that a vintage bike that's been remade is popular? I'm saying kind of I've innovative? seen 377 of them. Yeah. I have never seen a bike so prolific at Mid-Ohio since the advent of the Trail 70. Well, you had one last year. Yeah, my There lo- was one here last year because... <laughs> yeah, my, I, lo- my loser buddy has one. He yeah, rides yeah, it yeah. all around. But, but I'm not kidding. No bike has had a, a surge of popularity in one year. The Honda dealers have got to be love-hating that bike because... Everybody wants them, and it's like, I talked to a dealer today, and he's like, yeah, we're straight up telling people it's a six-month wait to give you a date when yours might arrive. I'm holding and out for the ST-125. Yeah, right, there you go. That's at the STD-125. Yes. The standard model. Got it. That yep. would be even better. Yep. You, you well, would, we were so good at knocking them off, we got it down to nine. Excellent. So One back. I, even better. I Stop put pilot. durability and affordability back on because... It is the Cub. Because the Honda Cub has to win every motorcycle shootout ever. It's changed the world. So, Yeah, I know you think it should be the trail. I'm sorry. It's the Cub. All right. So our list is top 10 innovations of all time in motorcycling. And we all created this together. So this is going in print. This is it. You are all responsible. Yeah, the hydraulic brake system. You're complicit. The electric start. The standardization. I agree. Electric ignition, yep. Telescoping forks, mag rims, liquid cooling, overhead cams, 12-volt system, and durability and affordability. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I love it. That's a solid. I know motorcycle magazines that would publish that if we wanted to go back in time to old technology. <laughs> yeah. Hey, b- right. before, we, before we end this, is everyone having a great time at AMA Vintage Days? Woo! And who's ready for the monsoon? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. You got all your pop-ups tied down to everything? Yeah, yeah. And here's a tip. If you see a pop-up coming at you, do not try to run in a straight line. Zigzag. It confuses <laughs> Yeah, they will cut you down. This is serpentine, serpentine, serpentine. You zig, it zags. Yeah, that's, that's what it. I like to say. Yeah, that's it. So um, what, where are we going to go after this? Uh, we're going to go back to uh, our campsite for a little recharge. We're going to yep. go back into the campsite. If you're in the campgrounds and you go as far into the back corner of the campgrounds you can go, usually if it's dark, you'll just smell the smell of burning rubber. Then you're in the right place. And painkillers. <laughs> and, and if you go back into the corner, you guys are going to have a great time, too, because you're going to need to see the dirty underbelly of the AMA Vintage Days. I'd like yeah. to throw a little quick shout-out to the Louisville... Yeah. Moto Podcast yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. that has twelve listeners. Right, <laughs> twelve listeners. Thirteen. <laughs> so like and yeah. subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Monetization, baby. <laughs> Ring the bell. Yeah, and hey, and I want to give some advice to him. Which I think we all can stand behind. 
Uh, and I, because th I think the one thing that is kind of common would be, between would this be unsolicited, yeah, advice? unsolicited okay. advice. I may be known for giving that. <laughs> one thing I think it is a common theme between all of ours is we do it because we love to do it, not because we're looking for accolades or anything. We did it we because winter is fucking cold. We did it yeah. because it was too cold to go in the garage and work on our motorcycles, but we still wanted to talk about them and smoke cigarettes and drink beer. So. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in it for the $13 we've made over the last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I wanted to give a big thanks because I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces. Are all the people who come out to see us, who stop by and say hi to us. We and love brought, it. And brought us bottles of brown liquor. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But mostly to the Cleveland Moto Gang for inviting us all to be a part of this. And we will constantly invite humans to come to Mid-Ohio. That's why there's over 30,000 people here. Uh, 30,000 nut jobs. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, 30,000 lost souls and broken toys. Uh, this is one of the most insane things. I started coming to it two years before it was here at the racetrack. And it was a different event then. So for the past 20 years, it's been here at Mid-Ohio. And it's grown into this insanity that you see here. And then unlicensed competition is everywhere. And it just seems to work. And only like a modicum of helicopters show up. <laughs> and which is kind of good. I, I got to give it to all you guys for trying to stay out of the helicopters. That's cool. Uh, because it is fun. And you guys should go out and embrace it can all. I, can I add to that? When you guys see the AMA posting stuff about vintage days throughout the year and stuff, anywhere, it doesn't matter what social media, get on there and like say how great of a time you had and let them know how awesome this or tell them is. Or tell them how they screwed the pooch. Because a couple of years yeah. ago, the, the porta potties were a crime uh, scene. And they fixed it. Like, and they fixed that it. That poor guy who gave up his Harley Davidson bandana to put it on the top of the pile <laughs> that was three inches above yeah. the lid. Oh. As a warning to others. Like, so you go in and you're just like, oh. Like you know, because you know sometimes you want to do a porty potty in and out quick as you can do it. But, but if you did but also that, too, uh, AMA membership. I mean, join. Yep, please. Well, so now that we're working on our top ten list of thank yous, I would like to add to that the AMA. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Yeah. Show of hands, who's an AMA member? Nice. Yeah, buddy. I'm nice. actually two members because Serena's hooked, Serena hooked me up one year. I was like, <laughs> she's like, Phil, your membership's about to expire. So I like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. And then my other membership came around, and I had two memberships. I wanted to have two bikes towed at the same time in the worst <laughs> way. I was just like, because I have enough dodgy bikes, I can make that happen. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think we're ready to get out of yeah, here. Let's, go let's get fun. out of here. You guys, remember to ride fast and take chances, John. Press the red button. Thanks everyone for coming. We really appreciate it. Cool, cool.